and welcome back to Try Not to Die. I'm your DM, your dependable mathematician, Noah Perito, and I'm here with our lone hero. Lisa Condemi, a.k.a. Gorgonzola. Yo, Brian, where's the keg? <laughs> I'm in college now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. What NPC have I deeply forgotten about? Brian. Oh, hey, it's me, Brian. You know Brian. Uh, don't worry, I got the keg. It's me, Brian with the keg. Um, I don't know Brian with the keg, but I do know Keegan with the keg. Keegan! Keegan, shout out to Keegan, a.k.a. Uh, flows y'all on the This Is How We Roll podcast. Keegan saw me um call out on Twitter saying that I really wanted to find cow pattern dye. Uh, and yeah, they... Uh, they fucking sent us dice yeah. in these adorable little bags and these like knit crochet bags. They say, try not to die. Um, mine is green and black. Noah's is yellow and blue, right? Uh, it is white and purple, actually. Oh, the bag. Sorry. The, yeah. I'm, so I'm just what? looking at the dice. What? <laughs> just <laughs> my eyes are on these incredibly sharp, beautiful dice. Yes, my bag is blue. Um, it is a nice kind of almost cyan blue and yellow trim. And I and the uh, dice are purple. And the dice are purple and white. Gorgeous. And, ugh, mine are black so and white. Much like a cow, um, and yes, they are. They are very sharp. Uh, <laughs> my our favorite part about them: so the D fours worse than a Lego. I truly could put it on the instead of a bayonet. I could use this D four, and I'm gonna be honest, dice makers out there, that should be your goal. Oh I'll no, do it. <laughs> Lisa's bleeding out. <laughs> Truly. No, if you kill Gorgonzola, <laughs> so, kill the D4 against my neck right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much, Keegan. Um, it's the first time that anyone has ever sent us a little present. Yeah. So cannot truly cannot tell you how many people I have sent pictures of this dice to. I put it in my Discord group. I oh. sent it to Noah right away to scream. My we love them heart. so much. They're great dice. Um, Let's yeah. see. Let's see what they roll. Let's roll. No. Yes, yes. Oh my god. Holy shit, Keegan. Oh my god, you're not gonna believe this, Lisa. What? I just rolled a fucking net 22. Holy shit. Oh my god, Keegan. Let's go. All right, let's start the fucking recap. Yo, Keegan, get Keegan, the keg. Keegan, get the keg. <laughs> Last time we found Gorgonzola and Smite once again. I'm too amped now. <laughs> just, just I'm too sweating. Sucked. I brought in a blanket and I'm sweating. Also, look at us. Of course, we burn our only nat 20s at the top of the episode when we they are ones for the rest of the day. It's going to be all ones. <laughs> Whew, okay. Last time, we found Gorgonzola and Smite once again in the small tunnel where they fought the Omni Malum and Trick. Tossing the body in the bag, the two headed back through the strange stone tunnel, making great time, coming upon a stone door leading to the rail subway tunnels. If you don't have a body in a bag, are you really playing D&D? Yeah, but hey, Brian, get the body in the bag, baby. Uh, tossing the... <laughs> just tossing Brian, it in the bag. Oh my god. In minutes, they saw the glow of the station and found two Aurelian Transit Authority employees doing some work for this newer location. Zola attempted to lie her way past them, but unfortunately they saw through the act, believing her to be claiming the entire 5k bounty on Smite for herself. Promising them a cut, the two bolted out of the streets uh, into the worship district, knowing that they had shown their faces and given a fake name to even more folks in the city. The pair decided to head back to the drunken Drake, and along the way saw a number of guards in a full-out brawl with some unkempt individuals in a passing rail station. Sad That's got nothing to do <laughs> with me. <laughs> Sadly, far too injured, they passed on the encounter, arriving shortly after at the closed tavern, where Smite used the message cantrip to wake up Barley. 
The owner let the two in, albeit begrudgingly, and reprimanded Zola for the guard incident before asking her to sign a contract to ensure she would protect the bar from any more of the adventurer's antics. Zola apologetically agreed to the terms and then headed to bed so she can get some rest before her exam. Oh boy, the highlight of my episode. Uh, the morning after, Zola bolted up and out, taking the subway as fast as she could towards the Nugget District. Of course, it wouldn't be a trip on the old rail without something going wrong. Just as she was about to arrive at her stop, a woman busted through the doors between the cars, falling to the ground as her pet Displacer Beast attacked. Thanks to some clutch swings, our hero managed to escape the Fey Beast, prying open the doors to run to the university. Following the crowd into the arcane hall, Zola found herself entering into an auditorium. Acquiring a seat at a desk, the silence was broken by the sound of heels as Dean Flay Chantress entered, introducing the students to the exam process before beginning the written portion. Zola started strong but began to lose steam towards the end of the exam, <laughs> barely passing with the bare minimum number of sections. <laughs> Absolutely roasted. Don't we all? Hey, listen, you, what, what did we say? It was like a 65 is passing. She's <laughs> a passing, baby. passing, baby. Oh my god, feeling a bit nervous for part two, Zola skipped lunch to re-summon Stilton, this time as a pied raven, before joining the crowd heading into the School of Conjuration. Suddenly, she was alone in a small room and told to remove a lodestone from a pedestal in order to continue. She easily solved the problem after taking a little damage with her mage hand, passing the second exam and bringing her one step closer to enrollment. When time was up, Zola was teleported into a maze of alleys and told that in order to pass this exam, she had to find a way out by any means necessary. Managing to sneak past a pair of dueling mages, Zola brilliantly used the Ring of Illusions to change into Dean Flay Chantress herself, scamming another pack of mages into turning on each other before fleeing. I'm a scammer now. You are a I scammer. Scam. Who needs charisma? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a scammer, baby. With a solid intelligence check, Zola escaped the maze spell, finding herself on the oval surrounded by students, all cheering at them and their peer success. Larry and Tataria invited her to get a drink at the university cafe, and after some light flirting with the dwarven mage and acquiring a lead on a library job from Larry, she headed back to the drunken Drake to get some shut-eye. All in a day. All in a day's work. Get into school, <laughs> flirt with the dwarf, get a job at the library. Uh, long rest completed, she journeyed to Marfin's to hand over the diamond and see what he could do about the trick situation. In his back room, she recapped, my job, the previous night's adventure to the mage, leaving him full of questions about their encounter with the automaton. Promising to follow up on that and the clone spell, Marfin asked if there was anything else, allowing Zola to dump the bag of holding, sending Trick's body and a number of items she had stolen to the ground. Anytime anyone asks you, is there anything else? That's that's your <laughs> sign to dump the body. This is your last chance. You better get that body out. Yo, Brian. Yo, Brian, get the body. Uh, the... <laughs> I need a drink of water before we go forward. <laughs> that's one of my that's one of my two for the session. Um, <laughs> please hydrate. <laughs> please hydrate. Uh, the two discussed the options ahead, and for a price, Marfin granted her request to see what he could do about Trick. He then identified a few of her items before our young hero headed on her way back out into the city. And that is where we are right now. Uh, it is no longer raining. The ground is still a little damp. And you see the soon-to-be-setting sun is sparkling off the golden buildings of Aurelia. 
It smells of spice, sweat, and sweets here in the Bullion Bazaar. I was gonna ask if it smells bad, like New York City smells bad after rain. Oh my God, does it? It's it's <laughs> it's just so pungent because you are in the merchant district. So not only is it the smell of a wet city, but it's like the smell of a wet city and all of the things that someone could be selling here. And also like fish and, and fish. <laughs> so it's like fish and leather and like like cumin wow <laughs> you know, just a like lot a, lot, a lot of smells some good, here some bad <laughs> still in still in his raven form hops up onto your shoulder and it's just like ha <laughs> just looking out tell me about it <laughs> so what would you like <laughs> the to harbinger do harbinger of death <laughs> just <laughs> truly so grim now <laughs> we only play grim podcasts I guess I buy myself a little treat because I'm rich and I got into school. So yeah. I, I get myself a little hand pie or something. Yeah, you enter underneath um, that large platform where there's all these tents. So you see all these these various places still still shutting down, but some of them still like open it, um, selling some food. You grab a Emeraldian beef patty, a classic Aurelian dish. Um, they hand it to you. It's like a copper. It's It's very little, yeah. I have a copper. Oh, do I have a copper? I hope you enjoy. This is my finest Emeraldian beef patty. Thank I... you. I love your accent. Thank you. I I come from all over to you sell should... my patties. Do you have like a podcast or something? A podcast, you say? That sounds wonderful. Maybe I'll get involved. Would anyone be interested in <laughs> listening to a podcast where I talk about beef patties? Um, the (laughs) single hand goes up as the rest of the crowd of people continues to pack up their store. Uh, Let's, let's talk about this because I have some cash so I can sponsor you. Ooh, uh, ooh, a patron of the arts. Well, stop by my tent anytime. (laughs) Oh, a contact. What's your name, man? Uh, uh, my name is Zebediah. I... Zebediah with the beef patties. All right. Oh, yes. Tell your friends, please. I'm looking for business, and I think that I this will. might help my podcast start up if you spread <laughs> the word. When you become part of a new city, you should meet the people who make your food and 100%. tell your friends to go patronize go... their business. Exactly. Yeah. I also have a Patreon, he shouts to you, <laughs> as, you as you walk off munching on the beef patty. Um. Well, I was exhausted, right? So wasn't I going to go sleep? Or did I sleep before Marfin? You slept before Marfin. Okay, so, sick. <laughs> yeah, so you're no longer exhausted. It is probably around, like, as I said, the sun is setting. So we're talking, like, 7 o'clock-ish. Really could go anywhere. If you want, you can... All you have to do today is meet with Smite this night. Yes, meet with yeah. Smite this night. So, yeah, that is... And that's kind of, like, once you get back to the bar. So you can truly... If you wanted to... Um, go back to the university or go check out something else you are if i went to the university do i do i have a student id yet or no you do not you're on the re- like you're on the now registered students so, so you, they'll be giving me one when during orientation and exactly everything. yeah in fact i think that once you register for classes which is the next thing you have to do within the next 24 hours um mm. you will be able to get a student id all right, maybe I'll go back there. Gorgonzola, <laughs> I start a lot of episodes being like, I go back, but <laughs> sometimes things just occur to you. You take stock of what you want to do. Yeah. It's like the D&D equivalent of walking into a room and being like, why did I come in here? <laughs> but it's like, why did I leave here? It doesn't help that every single, t- even though we record in bulk, any sort of break makes you go, huh. I kind of wanted to do this before I did this, so I guess I'll do that so first. So I eat a hand pie, I meet Zebediah, and then I walk back to the <laughs> university. I'm like, all right, 
I actually have some errands I should probably run. <laughs> you walk away. Uh, Stilton kind of takes off of your shoulder and is kind of just scoping the area a little bit. So, yeah, um, Stilton, I, I uh, let him fly into the air and I go, <gasps> go check out like what's around here. Like get to know the lay of the land. So if I'm ever like running around, you can like help me out. <gasps> like, maybe meet me, meet me at the university gates in like an hour. Oh, <gasps> um, takes off into the sky. I miss you. I love you. <laughs> from <laughs> the distance um yeah is going to just do a little scoping out for you um you are really close to the university the nugget and um the gold mine district are literally neighbors in terms of location so you can walk without taking the train so you do that yeah yes. I do that. <laughs> um yeah you head through the streets you pass by various people leaving their places of business locking up pulling down the metal grates you pass by some people getting dinner and such as you head back to the Nugget District. Uh, eventually you find the um, the massive walls where you see there's like a smaller line of students here. Uh, clearly most of them are either in their dorms at this point or, you know, at, at their homes mm -hmm. outside of the uh, district. Um, you wait in line, eventually you get to the front, you see Pindle the guard is there as always. What up, Pondy? Hey, that is not my name. It's Pindle, but we'll be best friends, I'm sure. Okay. Winks. Um, I have to sign up for some classes. Is that okay? Oh, yes. You just go to the Arcane Hall and go to the Registrar. Thank you. All right. See you soon. I walk fast. <laughs> just uh, one of those people who's too friendly. I cannot be seen talking to that guy. <laughs> you can safely assume that your reputation wouldn't be <laughs> enhanced by becoming friends with Pindle. Um, yeah, so you pass by the checkpoint. You head out, passing through the parasol pine-lined streets of the Nugget District passing by all these red and gold scholars. Um, eventually you see the lush green oval where some people are having like dinnertime picnics and such. And you walk towards the massive castle-like building of the Arcane Hall. Pass through the arched doorways, painted gold. Uh, inside you walk over that like gold leaf imprint of the fist on the ground, entering into this long lobby where there are some bright balls of light, not globules, <laughs> balls of light <laughs> floating above you. Does it work still if I say globules in describing it? <laughs> uh, nope. Okay. Um, so this is, um, there's like the auditorium where you took your test before you, two hallways that lead to the various um um, the various meeting rooms and the various offices. Uh, and you said you're looking to register for classes. So yes. you kind of look around, you're walking down the hallway until you eventually find a door that is open where there's a line of students gathered. Um, and you see the words registrar written on said placard. Um, it slowly moves because you can tell these are all the people who like you either just got accepted or mm -hmm. waited until the very last second mm -hmm. in order to sign up. Um, and you see that there's a number of like um, student workers running around trying to help them out. Is you there a catalog? like outside that I can look through? Yeah, you, as you're like waiting in line, you see there's a small stack of what looks to be like the student's catalog. Um, you grab it and you take a look. There are classes in nearly everything that you could think of. Mm. Um, as I said before, there is no enchantment or necromancy school. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing regarding that. But you see everything ranging from the more kind of academic classes like the history of magic and like what we know of the weave and stuff mm -hmm. like that but then you also see stuff that's like intro to transmutation intro to conjuration mm -hmm. intro to cantrips stuff like that um what kind of classes do you think you're looking for obviously there's going to be a limited amount depending yes. when you get in but what do you right. think zola's looking for i think gorgonzola's interested in 
two things. One, the theoretical, like what you said, what you what we know about the weave. I think Gorgonzola is hoping that she'll find some kind of knowledge that will help her understand like what is connecting her and her magic to um you know other magics through the multiverse mm-hmm. right <laughs> as we know is what's happening <laughs> uh, so any kind of like the- real kind of like heavy theoretical philosophical like what is magic <laughs> the really he- like the high the heavy kind of topics, yes. yeah. but also um and maybe anything that i think that kind of against her um instinct she's also maybe catching anything that could have anything to do with like visions or scrying or divination mm. um any anything that kind of like hints at occult she's like there's like a little nagging in the back of her mind like Mm. she's just got that like mistress just like popping a squat in her mind (laughs) (laughs) mistress fucking just doing some deadlifts (laughs) in the back of her mind Um, mistress in her uh, zumba class (laughs) dancing around in the back of her mind uh the big zumba class in the sky um (laughs) what all of our heaven looks like oh man um yeah so you spot That is hopefully what our heaven will be like. Just all of us dancing in in a matching way, synchronized. Tightly choreographed. (laughs) Um, You skim through this very dense book. A lot of the classes in here that have to do with divination are pretty high level. You know, it's like it's like a three oh five class. You're just like, oh yeah, it's like someday, someday. But you do see that there is a um, an intro to divination class. Um, which would be essentially the closest thing you could find. That um, relates to the topic. Exactly. There is a like history of magic, um, and it has a lab that's called Practical Casting. Um, mm. You notice that some of these, like those, um, the history of magic one uh, is notated with like an F that basically you freshman. see a key freshman, like you're going to want to take this class. Okay. Yeah. So um, eventually you look up from like skimming this book uh, and you see that you are at the front of the line oh. and there is a half elven woman standing Hi. there. Hi. Um, Brie Camembert. Brie Camembert. All right, come this way. Uh, she leads you into this vast room um, that is heavily decorated with the colors and symbols of the Empire, um, but it is also just like kind of, it, it's an office space. There's there's lots of desks. There's lots of like cabinets filled with various parchments and mm-hmm. the like, you know, the um, framed awards and pictures of various uh, faculty members. She sits down at a desk, um, pulls out some parchment. So... Um, you're a freshman, it says here. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, wow, you're lucky. There's a few spots left in the big ones. Okay. Um, you also, you indicated preferring night classes. This is correct? Yeah, I think that'd be good for me. Okay, so um, minimum number of classes you have to sign up for is four classes to okay. be um, full-time student. Um, I can get you in for the six to nine for Cantrips 101. Um, and there's a 4 p.m. History of Magic. That's a Tuesday-Thursday deal with um, practical casting. The lab class going to be every Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, at four? Uh, at four. Okay, okay. Uh, and then as for... <laughs> Zola has a planner that she got at Bouillon Bazaar. <laughs> yeah, just picked up. There's... I went to the Muji. <laughs> I've got a lot of really aesthetic stationery. I just start spreading out. Very stylized. Oh, wow. You, uh, you wow, really great choices. I First love time at college. You gotta, you gotta get it's the It's so best. plain, but attractive. Yeah, it's a blank canvas, just, just like, like utilitarian. you. Hmm, what? what? <laughs> um, 
Um, so she begins to like mark off the various classes you've indicated. And then she goes, okay, for your last class, so again, history, magic, practical mm -hmm. casting, cantrips it's 101, um, you have an opportunity. Abjuration is open, closing fast, um, as are divination and evocation. Uh, the rest look like they're all booked up. So um, which one of the three do you think you'd want to sign up for? Um, well, I guess, do, who, who teaches them? Oh, um, well... The divination teacher is a bit aloof, so not unkind, um, uh, a bit particular, but, you know... Um, I'm particular, too. I'll take it. Oh, okay. Um, yes, I was going <laughs> to... The other... The evocation and abjuration professors, um, they're school of warm age, so they're actually military brass. Oh. Um, <laughs> you feel a lump falling in your throat. Throws up a little in her mouth. Oh, are you okay? You looked a little no, nauseous. No, I'm fine. There. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'll take divination. Okay, well. Um, just sitting there with my hulking muscles. <laughs> huge sore. <laughs> she takes a long pause to just like stare at you. Wow. I'm okay. really into the like occult and mystic. Okay. Magics. So you will be taking classes with. Seer Cassandra Bashar. Oh, when is that class? Uh, this one this one is one of the later ones because they mm. tend to do it when there's a bit of stargazing. Mm. It's going to be Monday nights at uh, 9 p.m. Oh, fun. I love that. Yes. Um, it's... She's an, interest, she's an interesting teacher. I'll say that. Um, Seer Cassandra. She's very well known for her predictions. Um, very well known professor in the in the city and very important to the empire cool all right well if if you don't have anything else you want to <laughs> sign up for i think that um you're all set great um where do i am i supposed to live somewhere oh you applied for university housing i um let me just quickly look at your sheet here um it says that you have housing um in the city um but you were interested in getting an apartment. We do have room in freshman dorms. Um, I mean, I'd love to take a tour or something. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely set you up with a tour. Um, there is a, you could probably go on a tour tomorrow, but classes start on Monday, so. All right, you know what? For now, I'll probably just keep living in a bar because other students will probably think it's cool. Yeah, I, I, uh, I can't speak to that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that somebody will think it's cool. She's like very much. You can see her eyes are <laughs> on someone lady. else behind you. Like, all right, I'll let you uh, uh, get. I'll get out of you. your hair. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wait, hey, when was Cantrips 101 again? Six to nine, what day? Six to nine. Fuck. Um, <laughs> Cantrips 101 is six to nine on Tuesdays. Thanks so much. Of course. Um, Where do I get my ID to? I oh, just wanted to check out the library. Yes. Oh my God. Let me, um, she goes, she stands and she heads to the back room there. Um, and there's like a moment or two before you hear like a and the door opens um, and she's holding a brand new ID card. It is a red plastic kind of card. Did you, when did you take a picture of me? Oh, I, she blinks and she's like, just took one now. I blinks again. love magic. That's horrifying. <laughs> and scary and effective. <laughs> I smile. <laughs> You're just still, she's just blinking at you, okay? Cheese. Um, and you, you take Birds this. Birds all love saying cheese when people take pictures of your favorite parts. <laughs> I've already, she's like handing you the ID. I've already taken the 
Jeez. Um, you take it. It is a red ID with gold trim on it, bearing the golden fist um, and your name, Brie Camembert. Um, it also notes freshman, which you are now kind of understanding. That's like your level of, that's your authorized casting, meaning you could mm. do some very minimal, if you like, if you cast a cantrip in public and the cops came over and you showed your ID and you were a freshman, they they would probably give you a pass. Gotcha. Probably. Gotcha. Air quotes. Um, so, yeah, you you take your ID, you walk out staring at it like it is a prized golden ticket. And you are now standing in the hallway of the Arcane Hall. You're there for about, like, just a moment before you hear, like, a f- f- fluttering. Um, and you look and you see a little piece, um, like a little origami swan land on your shoulder. Oh, uh, a craft. <laughs> I pick it up and unfold it. Okay, you unfold it uh, inside. It feels wrong to destroy this beautiful, <laughs> beautiful origami swan. Um, you, as you open it, you see that it is topped with from the office of Dean Flay Chantress. Oh. And you read, Scholar Brie Camembert, your presence is requested immediately by Dean Chantress. Please come to her office on the fifth floor of the Arcane Hall as soon as possible. Thank you. Signed, Dean Flay Chantress. Dictated but not read. Wish I had sent Stilton off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just look at my shoulder like I wish that Stilton was there to give him one of those like, we're back in the shit <laughs> back now. Back in the Stilton. shit again. <laughs> All right, I I cram my schedule into my pocket and start walking up the stairs. <laughs> it's already crumpled into a mess in your pocket. <laughs> um, yeah, you head towards the stairs. You pass by a few scholars. You head up the first, second, third, fourth, and finally fifth set of stairs to the fifth floor of this hall, passing by glass windows that look out onto this absolutely gorgeous campus. You find yourself standing before a closed wooden door labeled Flay Chantress, Dean of University, on a gold placard. Upon your approach... Wait, before I yes. turn into the hallway, I redo my illusion nose so that it's fresh for mm, the hour. Yes, I don't want idea. it like shifting in front of her. <laughs> Imagine, like, um, your nose Sorry, just changed <laughs> in the middle of a conversation. Uh, yeah, so you like duck by, before you enter onto the fifth floor, you duck behind Refresh one of the doors. My disguise. Do the twist of the ring and make it so that it's nice and ready for a full hour of disguise. You enter through this large wooden door into this lobby-like space. Um, You see that there is a single scarlet carpet extending the length of this space. On the left wall is only a massive Renaissance-style mural of Emperor Autoc Aurelius in his golden plate mail, bright blue eyes staring off into the distance, flanked by what looks to be Dean Flay Chantress herself, as well as a number of red-robed clothes. Yeah, right. Just not a good oh, look. <laughs> um, opposite of this mural is a large brass door built almost like the entrance of a safe with two golden fist knockers on either side. On the far opposite side of the room is a door identical to the one you entered from, meaning that essentially this is like a this lobby space can be entered in by... It's like an atrium. Exactly. It's like an atrium. There is a small wooden desk where you see a handsome human man in red robes. He looks up at you and smiles. She's expecting you. Okay. <laughs> Give me an insight check. Yes. I would love to do that. All right. First real roll. This is going to be the next nat 20. With the keg dice. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, it's a seven. A seven. Okay. I thought it was a not one for a second. I really was going to just leave. so poetic. (laughs) Um, A seven. This is one of those classic over-enthusiastic PAs. You know what I mean? Just like, oh, so clearly so ready to suck up to the Dean. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, thank you. um, As you say thank you, you look up and the door (laughs) cracks open just a little bit. And you head inside. I'm so scared. (laughs) (laughs) You head past this thick brass door, entering into a large chamber that overwhelms you with its extravagance. The room is impeccable. Everything seems to be perfectly in place, cleaned and positioned so well that it almost seems like it's a set for a play. Bookshelves filled with tomes line the walls to the left and right of you, broken up only by framed parchments, degrees, imperial awards, portraits of the Dean and the Emperor. Beautiful interior design. Who staged this place? <laughs> staged this place. Who did this? Was it Flipper? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> um, below your feet is a scarlet and gold rug that covers the entire floor, embroidered with geometric symbols and glyphs forming into a circle of sorts around the closed fist of the Empire. Before you is a single red leather chair facing a polished dark wooden desk, atop which you see that there is a gold bin on the right side where mail has been organized, uh, a perfect stack of papers on the left side with a golden inkwell with a beautiful peacock feather quill. Behind this desk are three large arch glass windows that allow for the sun's light to spill into the room, silhouetting the Dean, who sits in this throne-like chair looking over some parchments as you enter. You immediately feel her presence, as she is a striking woman. Her alabaster skin is almost like marble, a stark contrast to her pitch black hair tied up in a high bun. Her widow's peak gives her face a sort of heart-like shape, uh, though her high cheekbones and severe brows sharpen her features to be uh, this almost mesmerizing beauty. Her bright, ice-blue eyes, accentuated by intense red and gold eye makeup, are practically magnetic, and as she looks up at you, you feel your mind almost go blank. She wears her standard, a high-collared blood-red robe lined with small gold symbols that glitter um, and these two golden fists clasped to keep the cape on, and they all connect out this bright pink gem that seems to shift and swirl. A warm smile spreads across her face. Ah, Brie Camembert, the half-orc prodigy from the north. Welcome, come, take a seat. Dean Chantress, thank you so much. I can't believe that you just wanted to see me. Of course, you you made quite an impression at the exam. A good one, I hope. She gestures to the seat. I said. She regards you for a moment, uh, flicks her wrist, and the parchment she was reading rises and files itself into a pile nearby, a several-page document replacing it quickly. She conjures up a pair of thin-rimmed gold reading glasses and begins to read. Brie Camembert from... Elston, Northwest Province, uh, currently staying at 69 Blotto Street. I believe that's the drunken drink. Mm-hmm, just Fantastic dumplings. Renting a room. Delicious. Delicious indeed. It says here that your application, prior to your interest in university, you dabbled a little in casting. A note from Dean of Admissions Yonenberg says that you um, sort of, quote, just kind of woke up one day capable of magic. Uh, she takes off her glasses. Care to elaborate? Oh, yeah, um... Well, I guess I probably always, you know, knew about magic and uh, read a lot. I read a lot as a kid. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of clicked for me uh, one day. I think I just got, had to grow up a little. Give me a deception check. Okay. <laughs> 
eight, and I think I have a minus one to deception, right? Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. Okay, seven. Well, your performance during the exams, specifically the second and third portion, were quite interesting. You were one of the first scholars to solve the puzzle of the second exam, and your use of illusion in the third was bold. I really didn't mean to offend, by the way. No offense taken. It's, as I said, you must do whatever you can, by any means necessary, were you supposed to solve your way out of that. Exactly. And the means were taken. <laughs> just grinning and they're like cheesing oh, I'm good <laughs> mozzarella <laughs> um, she regards you for a moment Dean was was there something wrong with I what I did I mean how do people usually get magic don't they there's a day where they can just use it right hmm most require quite a bit of study in order to perform magic. It is possible for an intelligent individual to rise to the occasion and cast before they before they could know all that is to be known, but it is unusual. I guess I'm pretty amazing. That's what I was thinking too. Um, give me an insight check. <laughs> oh my gosh, Noah's eyes are like piercing me right now. <laughs> she is a scary lady. <laughs> Good or bad. Two. Oh, I rolled the wrong die. I'm a fool. <laughs> I thought you meant like a D12. No, like, but it was, just, it was just, I gotta get this blue D20 yeah, out of yeah. here. Cow D20 only, but a two. A two. She is an unreadable wall of mm -hmm. power to you. <laughs> she is just absolutely just... Looking at her, it's hard, it's hard to maintain eye contact for too long. Um, she obviously, as I described, has very striking eyes, but the look she is giving you, it is as if she's looking into your diary. She is absolutely reading yeah. it right All now. All right, I do a little babbling. Um, I think that, like, with what you were saying about um, studying, is that, like, I studied, I studied, I did study. I studied the land, though. Sometimes when you grow up and you are um, outside all the time and... You know, you learn things from the sun and the rain and the patterns of the earth. That's its own kind of magic, right? Mm. Alternative learning styles are, they, they, they bring something to the university. So your admittance is not a fluke, nor is my bringing you here a punishment. It is, you are quite interesting. And we don't often have someone of your lineage cross through our halls. So it is an honor to see you turning to the empire and using your work to do good. Yes. Give me a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Two. Fuck me. Well, have you registered for all of your classes? Just did, actually. Excellent. Uh, anything interesting that you're excited for? Oh, I cannot wait for um, Cantrips 101. I really believe in starting at the basics. And ah. as you said, my magic is so, I mean, it's so raw and unprepared. I'm, I'm really looking forward to learning to do it the right way. The fundamentals are essential to becoming a proper mage. So Absolutely, Dean. I'm sure that you will succeed with flying colors. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you. Uh, thank you for coming by my office. I look forward to seeing your work on campus, Bree. Yes. <laughs>
nailing it. Um, it's at that moment you like see you see like something like a black speck behind her, um, like from through the windows, uh-huh. and you're like squinting, and she goes, "What are you looking at?" She turns my harbinger and just <laughs> this pine raven, boom, slam no. into the window and oh. fall down. Hmm. He's definitely dead. Is that yours? I better go resummon him. You probably should. <laughs> Pleasure meeting you. He gets to learn the fundamentals too, right? Of course. Familiars are, <laughs> they must attend all classes. I wouldn't want to see that happen more than once in my lifetime. She looks at the like, <laughs> so the, like smear s- smear the dust. little feathers and <laughs> glitters filling down. <laughs> <sighs> um, so she nods to you. You hear. The door clicks open from behind you. Um, you rise. Uh, is there anything else you want to do before you leave? No. Okay. <laughs> I just thank her and I and I leave. Okay. You thank her. You nod your head. You turn. I race down the stairs <laughs> to find still. Thank God you did that. It's a really uncomfortable meeting. It's just, I'll even say, like, you don't even have to resummon him. He's just twitching on the ground. He's just like, ah. I guess birds really want to take falling damage. He's got hollow bones. He's got hollow bones. He practically, like, glided down. Birds fall from the nest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, Yeah, so you exit out of the arcane hall. You literally bolt down five staircases, like, pushing past various scholars. Hey! Um, You make your way down and you are now oh, no, I'm bullying whoever that was <laughs> get out of my way dweeb <laughs> um, you rush out the front doors and there's like those gardens before the castle <laughs> so you like hop in pull the first I door to find over, him I over a hedge pull um, and find him in a crow topiary <laughs> <laughs> um, you pull him out of the crow topiary uh, brush off some of the leaves uh, he like ruffles his feathers a little bit and perches on your shoulder Ah! <laughs> wow, you don't know what glass is in this form? You're just like, that was an open window. <laughs> that was open. Oh, it's still in. I feed him <laughs> milk from a baby bottle. <laughs> just pit beak going in, cover, a milk mustache on a crow's beak. Um, so you have, it's probably nearing um, probably about eight o'clock now. Offices on campus are closing um, you aren't familiar necessarily with the library's hours. You're, I mean, you definitely could definitely go check it out. It could still be open because, mm-hmm. as we know, anyone who's gone to university, most libraries are open very, very late for mm-hmm. students. Um, but you, you, you have the rest of the time to also get back to the drunken Drake. No, I think I, I I'm feeling so sh- shaken by, uh, by that conversation. <laughs> and also, like, so those insight checks and, like, the deception, I know that I did badly, right? Here's like, a- am I aware of the fact that I was, like, did not sound convincing at all? You feel, you know that you were caught on your heels. Yeah. You know that that whole conversation, like, she gave you no indication on whether or not she was like, oh, you're lying to me. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you're in trouble. I sense deception. You just know that you didn't sound very convincing. Um, so, you know, regardless of the consequences of that, like, good or bad, mm-hmm. I think Zola definitely gets the feeling like, huh, I didn't excel there. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't my best course <laughs> of lying. That wasn't my best. It's way easier to fool um, 
uh, transit workers ATA workers. than it is to fool the dean of a university. Yeah. That isn't a, that isn't any sort of statement <laughs> aside from the fact that she is an archmage and they are <laughs> they are just little employees of a train company. Um, so I initially why I was going to come here was I was going to try and find a book on dragons. Um, because mm. Anakra has been on my mind, but Gorgonzola just runs out of that grab still and is like, let's fucking go. Yeah, you bolt across the oval. You know that the library will be open tomorrow morning. You could definitely another check time, it out. Another time, another another time, another, another book. place. Uh, you rush second rent reference on the show. So sorry. We and listen. We waited. We waited a long time. It's episode like thirty four. Yeah, we totally acted straight for thirty two. I could have. I could have brought up rent first episode, but chose not. Not to, okay? Um, so you rush forward out into the oval. You pass by students. Some of them um, watch you as you go, kind of like, oh, that's the new girl uh, <laughs> impersonated the dean. Um, you head out. Where are you headed right now? Are you going to head back to um, the back Drunken to Drake? Back to the Drunken Drake, yeah. Are you walking or are you going to take the subway? No, I'll take the subway. Okay. Since it's late. It I don't is wander the street. Um so yeah, you rush out, you pass by Pindle. So good to see you. Okay. All right. Uh, you, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Just, all right. There are so many I know so many people who can relate to the front desk person slash security guard person who's just Being too, too friendly. friendly and you're like I appreciate the fact that you're not a hostile person to me. But, like, I have to pass you 20 times a day. And if we have a full conversation every time I do it, then we're just, we're roommates now. (laughs) And I'll be late to everything in my life. Um, I just, the way that I need to do it is just make him insecure about our friendship by constantly saying his name wrong. (laughs) Pingle, Pindle, Poondle. So you you push past Prindle and you (laughs) head into the streets um, you find a rail station. This one looks to be a you know honor bound rail. So you head down the stairs, passing by the crowds of people who are heading back from their classes or their mm-hmm. job. Um, why don't you give me a d20 roll as you pay the two silver toll and head down the stairs? Lots of two is happening. We are. Thanks, Keegan. <laughs> we are doing well. It's really just me. It's just my spirit, my energy, my aura. They anchor Ke- dice. Keegan gave us two nat twenties at the top of the episode. <laughs> we we did what we're doing now. It's on us. Um. So yeah. There's some twenties floating around at the bottom of the keg. <laughs> They're just suds, Lise. They're just suds. Um, so you head down the stairs. You gra- you you join the pack of working class folks waiting for the train. And after a few minutes, you hear the familiar thrumming of the rail as this train, this golden train, glinting in the strange arcane lights of the subway, <laughs> slows down and stops before you. You head inside. Um, you find a seat. You stand there. Closing doors, please. Uh, no, I'll stand because I'm so used to having to use my sword on the train. I've got my hand on the hilt of my sword. <laughs> Just threateningly in the corner. And you, by the way, you're still keeping your sword on your back, not the bag of holding, correct? You, yeah, you know what? I didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just for, you know, so, I mean, right welcome now. to do it in the future. But definitely right now, you've got essentially a hand on your sword on your back. I'm standing like Zabuza. <laughs> Actually looks like a sword guy. Just I've seen this man in a New Gorgonzola York City subway. is a big sword guy. 
Uh, so the rail screeches along the rail. People sitting upon the benches as you're holding on to one of the poles. How so packed is the train? It's kind of, um, there are some seats available, but it is definitely more populated than not. Mm -hmm. um, so you're kind of standing, minding your own business. Uh, some are reading the Golden Gazette, studying some texts, but others are nodding off after working a whatever shift they've been working. Suddenly... The car doors at the end of the train open, and you Suddenly. see a scrawny half-orc man wearing rags burst through, brandishing oh. a rusted knife. His eyes are wide, and he seems to be sweating, panicked, like looking around. Everyone immediately goes from minding their own business to absolutely terrified, um, looking around kind of nervously at each other to kind of figure out what the next move is, while this half-orc snarls. Hand over your coin and nobody gets hurt. Just shaking, holding his blade out. Whoa, hey. What? Money, what? now. What's up, man? What do you need? Money, oh. now. Okay, I have some money. Let me give you some money, okay? I don't, th those people are asleep. They, they've been working all day. Yeah, you see everyone Everyone now eyes on you. Many of them had already started reaching into their coin port purses and have frozen just not wanting to make any sudden moves. F 50 silver, is that, can that get you something? Give me all you got. I uh take 50, uh, you know what? I take my coin purse out of my uh, out of my bag I go into it I take a hundred silver and I hand it to him and say I have to pay rent this month so I can't give it to you all give me a persuasion check with advantage okay 12 minus 1, 11 he, eye contact still not breaking with you takes the silver from your hand um, turns to the rest of the car uh all right, that's a start. Everybody else, coins out. And people, you know, now are starting to hand over All some right. coins. All right, I uh, try to bat the knife out of his hand. Okay, give me, uh, you know what? Let's do opposed athletic check. Okay, yeah, if I can like, disarm him. I will well, thank you, Keegan. 17. 17. You just beat his 16. Um, he turns as you're doing it and you knock the knife out of his hand. Um, he looks at you stunned, um, frozen now. You know, he, he's gotten some money from some people, but now everyone again is frozen in place watching this go down. I gesture at my whole self and go, dude, if a guard sees you shaking a knife at people, you're going to wind up spending the night in prison. Just, just take the hundred silver and just find yourself a place to stay for the night. You're doing this, this is not intimidation, correct? This is just- Yeah, no, I'm just trying to talk to him. Just trying to talk to him? Give me another persuasion check with advantage. All right. Nat 20. Nat 20. On the Keegan Um, He looks at you without even an insight check. You see a well of gratitude kind of springing within him. He. This is someone who is clearly struggling, clearly did, you know, if they had a choice, they would not be choosing to be attacking people on the subway mm -hmm. for money. They take the silver from you, nod. Um, you hear the train slows to a stop and the doors open and he looks at you. He looks at the rest of the passengers. I'm at the drunken drink if you need anything. Wow, that's uh, really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Scampers up the stairs. Many of the patrons, you know, just kind of do what a lot of people I've seen do in, in stressful scenarios like this, where they, they'll get, they've gotten up and left. They've, you know, they've gone back to kind of minding their own business. Um, but you see this white scaled dragonborn um, who is sitting, looks up at you. Wow, that was really nice of you. I just mostly didn't want anyone to get stabbed. Yeah. And also, I have been broke before very recently. 
Yeah, it's tough being broke. It's you know, tough. City's a hard place. City's a hard place, and I'm sure that he's gotten a rough end of the stick. Yeah, I probably had a bad day. Yeah, I heard you you were going to the Drunken Drake? Uh, no. I just told him that. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm going there for a drink. Can I give him an insight? <laughs> I don't know. I just Our experiences are different, but if someone on the subway asks where, you, where you're going, a woman, where are you going? You're like, no, <laughs> Nowhere. I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> That's an important lesson, yes. Uh, yeah, give me an insight check. Okay. Seven. Um, she looks to be as above board as... Oh, it's a woman. It's a, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Sorry, girlfriend. I'm going to the Chinese <laughs> Oh, I can see why you would be suspicious. It's a definitely a creepy thing for someone to say to someone. Oh, yeah. No worries. I just was... Yeah. I'm still in, you know, yeah. knocking knife out of people's hands mode. So. Totally, totally. Yeah, let's get a drink. Yeah, let's... Okay, awesome. Um, <laughs> um, you guys... Continue your way through, um, heading south to the sprawl. So true, bestie. <laughs> the two of you talk a little bit. Um, you learn her name is Crystalex, mm. which was my crystal. Um, Adorable. She is a dragonborn. She was born in the city, born and raised here. She is very interested in the arcane, but she just like didn't get into university. Mm -hmm. um, basically, oh, you know. I, I didn't really have any formal training, so I uh, worried about going in with too much knowledge uh, or ability and having them kind of freak out on me. So. Oh yeah, actually, they're kind of. I'm in that. I'm I'm sitting in that jean pocket right now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um. Good you, call on your end. Yeah, I maybe someday, but. <sighs> hey, if you want me to um illegally scan any library books for you, I will. Oh, wow. Uh, that would be really awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, for sure. Wow, yeah. I <laughs> give her my speaking sound number. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, cool. She gives you her speaking sound number. Um, getting so many people's numbers, numbers. <laughs> Hey, do you know a guy named Zebediah? Oh, sells the beef patties? Yeah. yeah those are really, really good. Really good. He's starting a podcast. Oh, my God. No way. He yeah. has a great voice for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Face for radio, they say. Um <laughs> Um, wow, the two of you laugh uh, <laughs> at my amazing joke. Um, eventually, the subway stops. You guys get off. Um, you head out of the terminal onto the streets of the sprawl, um, where you see the flickering lamps uh, filled with balls of light. Um, not not the perfect lighting. Some of them are out. You know, you're in the sprawl now, so things aren't as well kept. But mm -hmm. they're casting a kind of dim, yellowish glow over the cobblestone streets. Mm -hmm. um, you head back um, towards the drunken Drake, which you see. Ahead of you, the glass front revealing most of the tables are full um, with various patrons all just getting, you know, getting drinks, enjoying their after um, work reward. It is Thursday. Uh, no, it is technically Wednesday still, actually. Mm -hmm. So it's Wednesday. It's it w it's not as crowded as it would be as on, say, a weekend. Mm -hmm. But middle you can tell. Week, week. Yeah, this is like that crew that's like halfway hump day, hump baby. Hump day, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I want Gorgonzola says hump day, baby, when and she walks in. The bell rings, you and you say hump day, and everyone goes, hump day, and just like raises a beer to you. Um, you enter, followed by Crystalix. Um, you see Barley at the bar, and she nods to you. Hey there, bookworm. How was your first day? Hey, it was good. Uh, this is my friend Crystal. We just met on the subway. Nice to meet you, Crystal. Give me an insight check. Okay. Five. Five. Um, Crystal nods to B. Oh, ni nice to meet you, B. Uh, well, uh, 
my friend's over there, so I'm gonna go sit down with him. Here, here's two silver if you want to get a, a beer on me. Oh, you don't want to sit and have a drink? Oh, you can join us. Yeah, oh, I just want to let my friend know I'm here. I don't want to, you know, scare okay. her off. Okay, I, I got the drinks. All right, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, this uh, dragon boy, which, by the way, um, similar height to you, but the build is much frailer. This is mm -hmm. like very um, sleek lizard-like rather than like bulky dragonborn. Mm -hmm. um, she goes and she sits down next to this striking looking gnome with bright red hair and amber brown eyes. Um, her hair, she has like bangs and, and the edges of all of it are kind of singed a little bit. Mm -hmm. She has like a number of tools and like a leather satchel on her side. And Chris Lux goes to join her as you head to the bar. Anything interesting while you're out there? Doing anything fun? She's working on getting you the beers. Oh, not no, nothing, nothing too interesting. Just had kind of a weird meeting with the dean. You met with the dean? Yeah, she called me up to her office. Is that weird? It felt weird, but I've never been to college before. Um, I, uh, I, I gonna be honest again. I didn't get in, but my understanding is that not everyone has a meeting with the dean. Before right, they, they don't admitted. congratulate everyone in person, right? No, definitely not. Yeah, uh, she kept being like, you're very interesting, Gorgonzola. And she kept giving me this look. Ooh, that's that's creepy. Yeah, yeah right? That gives I me was, weird vibes. And I, yeah, I don't, I think I might have flubbed it a little bit. I, you know, honey, I'm I'm sure you did fine. It was your first day. <laughs> she probably was like, this girl's nervous. So I think. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right, well, uh, let me get some beers for my new friend. Yeah, of course. Um, here you go. She hands you over a few flagons. You carry it, try <laughs> try for style over to the table. Um, and you take a seat down with them. Chris looks, looks up at you. Oh, uh, Kittle, this is my friend uh, Bree. It's nice. Uh, and, and Kittle looks up. Oh, it's, uh, it's really nice to meet you. Kittle McGreeby. You son of how a gun! You, oh my! How do you know my name? I, I don't. I don't know you, but I know your dad. You know my dad? Yeah, he he says hi. Holy shit! How's he doing? This is crazy. He's doing good. Wait, he didn't have limbs last time you saw him, right? Oh, I gave him his robot limbs. Okay, yeah, that's my work. Then he's good. Yeah. Oh, thank God! I was amazing wor work. Thank you. Thank you. It is what I'm. It is what I'm best at. Um, you know, uh, tinkering of sorts. Uh. Well, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but it's very overwhelming when someone just comes up and knows your first and last yeah, yeah, name. Yeah, for sure. So sorry. <laughs> to, so sorry to tell you your first and last name. Uh, hi, I'm Brace. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And yeah, I your dad was a uh, he he gave me a, he gave me a ride here. Oh, I'm glad to see that he's doing well and that all of his appendages are still being appendaged. He <laughs> is a rough and tumble gentleman. I'll say that. He really knows his way around a, a K-turn. Yes, I, you know, he is well known in the village for his ability to maneuver vehicles, for sure. <laughs> uh, amongst other things, she, she looks <laughs> off a little bit. Excellent parallel parking. Uh, yes, that too, of course. Um, uh, yeah, here, sit, have a drink. Uh, you sit down, you um, get to talking to them a little bit. Um, I'm... I'm actually a student at the university. I'm a sophomore. Oh, uh, shut up. No way. I just got in. Oh, my God. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thanks. We're, we're peers now. Uh, yeah, we are. Uh, what are your what class schedule? What are you... I, I'm without my class schedule. Yeah. Oh, you got into some good ones here. It's very hard to get it early. Uh, but, I mean, you just got in, correct? So you yeah. must have been in the last exam sesh today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Good for you. This Any is great. Any good teachers? 
Um, you know, the divination teacher is an interesting one. That's I, what people keep saying. Yeah, she's a little out there. But, you know, I... Comes with the topic. Comes with the topic. You know, I think if you get lost in the stars, you're going to have, a he- like, you know, a head full of clouds. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, you know, I, I personally... Um, uh, my work is with my hands and my tools. So oh. I um, I take classes in the School of War Magic, actually. Oh. Yes. So doing and, and how is that? It's good. It's good. Uh, you know, a little intense. Yeah. A little intense on the kind of uh, the, uh, let's, uh, I don't want to say propaganda, but I do want to say uh, the I'm, liter- I'm giving her the nod. The rhetoric. The eyes. <laughs> the the <laughs> like, conspiracy uh-huh, eyes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so it's a little intense, but... It, Really great teachers. Honestly, okay. uh, you know, I can't speak for everyone's personality there, but I can fully say that you are going into probably the best place to learn all about magic. So, uh, you know, if you're practicing, it, you, I'm looking here, I'm surprised you didn't sign up for war magic. Not to make any assumptions, you're just huge and carry a massive sword. Yeah, you know what? I... Not, I'm not trying to humble brag, but I'm already kind of good at fighting people. Mm, yeah. I kind of want to learn more about magic. Well, girls, stretch your limbs. You got to do other things. Spread your horizons. <laughs> uh, um, Crystal, ex- uh, sorry, I feel like we're excluding you in the conversation. Oh, but okay. I know you don't go to school, but what, what do you do? Do you work or do you take care of your family? Or uh, Well, my family, uh, well, they, uh, 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 well, they, Sorry to pry. It's <laughs> just very stressed out all of a sudden. Uh, her family isn't in the city anymore. Oh, yeah. gotcha. They Sorry. left. Oh, it's okay. I, you know, they wasn't a really welcoming place for them. Uh, yeah. Um, if you know, once the emperor took place. So, uh, but I'm here and I work at a nice uh coffee shop. Um, you might have heard it's outside of um the Nugget District. It's Cafe Gold Boy. I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, well, it. Uh, I serve coffee there. Oh, awesome. You're a barista. I'm a barista. That's a great skill to have. It is. Hey, you wake people up. That's like, you're basically running the job market, honey. Huh. Yeah, I guess I am. Uh, They couldn't grind without you, huh? (laughs) Get it? Because espresso beans? Slams the dragon (laughs) hand on the table. The drink's still a little bit. (laughs) Barley's eyes shoot over to you. (laughs) Adventurer's antics are covered under the contract. Um, yeah. I'll do a drill in this place. <laughs> uh, well, you, you, uh, you know, hopefully someday I'll, I'll be able to reapply to university and get in. Um, I well, yeah, I'm sure most people don't get in their, their first time, you know. Well, yeah, it's a very small pool of applicants who make it through. I don't take it too hard. Um, and again, as I said, I don't want to bring too much attention. Like, I have a few tricks already and I didn't want to. Nice. You know. Um, nice. But yeah, so. Uh, what, what kind of tricks? She looks around. Bartender's cool. It's okay. Just tell me. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so cute. What's your AC again? I'm 16, right? You, just in time, put your beer up in front as she casts Ray of Frost. Oh. Um, and you see your beer gets all icy. Mm. Oh, it worked. I was aiming for your beer. It's like one of those mugs that you put in uh, the freezer and it has water on the sides. Yeah. Um, you see, there's like these icicles dripping from it. I, I look at Kittle. That would have killed me. <laughs> I'm so weak right now. <laughs> My hit points are gone. Kittle nods to you. She's still learning, for, for sure. Um, it's, That's awesome. I don't know that one. It's a, it's a really, uh, it's a fun one. Uh, you know, it's kind of... A little bit part of my heritage, too. She gestures to the white scales. Um, so, you know, just uh, love, 
Love Keep it up. Me. Keep uh, it up. Be yeah. yourself. Thanks. Don't let anyone tell you different. Oh my god. Crystal. Yeah, so I'm gassing nice. her up. <laughs> <laughs> we start making her spin around. <laughs> oh, stop. Yes. Stop. Don't make oh me spin. Oh my god. Oh my god. Look at her. I'm gonna <laughs> the crowd. <laughs> I'm going to a guy at a table and I don't isn't she hot? Well, uh, yeah. Uh, you look you look great. Don't catcall her. I'm so sorry, him. ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, so you guys are talking for a bit, um, and you, you, ca- you know, casually having drinks, uh-huh. um, chilling for a bit longer. This is fun. This is like we went to a bar. Yes. It's exa- <laughs> God, we're so st- starved for outdoor time that we'll play D&D just to have a bar night. Um, yeah, so you you guys are having that conversation, um, and you hear a ding, 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 and you see um, Kittle raises her arm, and you see she's got like this clockwork, strange watch-like Apple device. Watch, yeah. Yeah, Apple Watch. Huh. Well, it seems um, we've got a meeting to go to real quick. So uh, if you're here uh, later, we'll, we'll love to hang out with you more. Um, but yeah, for sure. I mean, I I live upstairs, so. Oh, oh well, we'll see you soon. Um, you see, Crystalix looks at you and... Um, yeah, like, I live oh. um, <clears throat> right across from this guy. Real nice guy. Uh What's his name? Starts with a an S. I wink. Oh, oh yes, he is a real nice guy. Just a nice guy. All right, I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> Chris like, runs up the stairs. Kittle nods to you. I walk slowly behind them. <laughs> you trail the three of you, looking as inconspicuous as possible. You uh, head upstairs. You see ahead of you guys, by the way, this old man who you hadn't noticed before. Like, he's kind of like, um, looks like the guy Yafar pretended to be in Aladdin. Yeah. Um, he, like, kind of, like, 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 heads up the stairs before you guys, which is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you get up there, he's not there. Hmm. Um, so you approach Smite's door um, and you just give it a knock. I <laughs> I throw my crock at it. He he loves when I do this. Oh, that's not really a secret Stalk. knock, but I guess it's fine. Um, it's hear. our secret knock. Zola. OS. <laughs> what did I say about saying my name? God. Fine, come Ding in. Ding dong, your gang's here. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> he opens the door. Come on, come in. I, as we're walking, I go, thank God I could tell you guys my real name. <laughs> Wait, your name's not Brie Camembert? No, it's just a different cheese. Gorgonzola. Nice oh, to meet you. Nice to meet you, Gorgonzola. You guys giving your real names out? Uh, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't we? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> so scared immediately. Um, you walk into this tiny room, which parallels yours, but as I mentioned before, the exception is that the walls are covered in conspiracy theories. Um, chicken scratch notes and sketches, pieces of parchment nailed to the wood, wanted posters and vandalized propaganda. While, while he isn't looking, I switch to uh, red strings to different <laughs> like, destinations. <laughs> Give <laughs> me a sleight of hand, Jake. He's going to roll perception. It's my life's work to fuck with Smite now. I'm just like his annoying little sister, basically. Ooh, what do these do? I'm just moving shit around. Stay out of my room, not 20. Oh my god, you beat his 16. <laughs> um, he turns around. Whoa. Interesting. I can't believe I haven't seen this connection yet. Smite, I think you're onto something. <laughs> I'll have to get with it later. Um, here, take a seat. Um, you, he gestures into this room where there is no bed. Um, <laughs> there is no comfortable cushions. There is little to no sleeping room as there is just piles of various supplies between preserved goods and just like weaponry. and Smite, like. Come, oh yeah, come, what's up? Come here. 
This is like a anarchist meeting, right? Yeah. Where's the snacks? Where's the beanbags? Oh, um, Gerald's in charge of that. And he gestures to who you see, the the old man who you saw kind of head up before you guys. He's surrounded with, like, bags of raw vegetables and stuff. He's like... <laughs> Disgusting. We are relocating to my room. We can't. This is the meeting place for it. Sit down. The meeting place sucks. Just sit down, Zola, please. (laughs) I I go across (laughs) and I bring the basket of food that's left over from um, um, From I'm sorry. From Flambe. uh, And I bring all of the pillows and my mattress and like the chair cushion. I just like start throwing them in. Oh my god. Gosh, we can rebel in style we and don't comfort. Have to be so uncomfortable when we meet. <laughs> you have to be being kind to your body is part of the rebellion. <laughs> you throw these and things you need in. to sleep. <laughs> Never. <laughs> back to the wall already. Um, yeah, you're like handing these things in, and uh, Crystal and Kittle are like putting them down, like nestling them amongst the survival gear and I stuff like, like two that. Two week old aged pizza. <laughs> <laughs> just. Absolutely. Just food that has never, like, dirty plates and empty flagons that just should have been returned downstairs weeks ago. Um, everyone is already gathering on the, the floor, and, the, and you see Crystal's like, oh, wow, cushions. I can't believe we didn't think of this before. This is so much more comfortable. We've just been sitting on the floor for months. Lance Karcher is just rubbing off on you guys. Well, he- He's very competent. He knows what he's talking about, so I just assumed. That um, guy. <laughs> the door closes. <laughs> so <laughs> Lance Garcher's still in his like dark, tight, dark blue <laughs> outfit, which is now stitched up since he's had some time since your encounters. He is wearing his star mask, by the way. He's not revealed his face. Um, everyone sits down in like a semicircle. He gestures to a spot that's left for you, a cushion that you've tossed in. Um, you take a seat along with Stilton. And everyone settles in. Followers of the Fallen God, roll call. Acolyte Lance Scorcher, reporting. Kittle nods. Acolyte Kittle Moonsong McGreeby, present. The White Dragonborn, Crystal, nods. Acolyte Crystal Burgeis, here. Crystal, for short. <laughs> Lance Scorcher's like, Stop. no, no, li- no nicknames. Not in session, please. You have a nickname? It's not a nickname. It's my name. <laughs> it's just, it's just an, the least quiet anarchist meeting ever. Um, you see the elderly man who has been kind of like reading an old musty tome while stacked around the raw vegetables um, looks up and is like, and 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 this mic goes. Excellent, Gerald. Good to see you. All right. Got it. Let's um, begin the meeting. Interested party slash snack. Slash cushion provider, Gorgonzola. Yeah, you can call me Zola, and I look at Smite. <laughs> you, you see Zola for short. Brow furrows <laughs> underneath the mask. Um, and Crystal and Kittle, little applause. <laughs> Thanks for the snacks. Really, we should have been doing a lot better than this beforehand. This is making us look really unprofessional. Quiet, don't talk like that. Unified force, unified force, come on. All right, let's get to the agenda today. Now that we're finished with roll call, we can begin sharing what everyone did since our last meeting. Now, I know it's only been a few days, but I figured given everything that has happened, he nods to you, it would be good for everyone to have a moment to meet each other and get on the same page. Oh, we we met. We're girlfriends. Oh, 
okay. Um, and you see <laughs> Kittle's like, yeah, we had a beer downstairs. It was really wonderful. You wouldn't get it, Smite. Oh. <laughs> Uh, okay, we're it's not supposed thing. to. We're not supposed to meet outside of meetings, guys. Oh, uh, you didn't tell me who was in the gang. It's not. It's Zola. It is not your fault. It is. <laughs> Crystalix. Well, I didn't Crystal- know I was in the gang either. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're not supposed to be just hanging out with people before these very secret illegal meetings. If you don't want people to get a beer before the meeting. You should bring beer to the meeting. There's a beat of silence. <laughs> Fair. Fine. Next time, I promise to provide better snacks and cushions and also drinks. I'm on cushion duty. Don't worry about that. All right. Thank God. I don't have any cushions available to me. All right. So. I'm worried about you. I'm ignoring that. So. Since we last spoke, there has been a lot happening. I'll go first. Um, As I noted in our last meeting, we, nods to you, ran into some Chinese harassing a goblin not far from the clinic. Chinese? Yeah, Chinese, that's what we call them, because they're awesome. lame. I thought you said lame. Chinese. I oh, was no. like, no. No, the Chinese had did not attack us. Great, <laughs> no I didn't way. think so, yeah. The Chinese, I can name. see how they would sound similar now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> All right, so the glittering assholes attacked us. and um, we Glitter boys. I, the glitter boys, excellent. Um they attacked us. I turned to ash. Everything was fine. The next day, by no fault of anyone else's, six more turned up at my doorstep, and I had to turn them to ash. Um, and as we were hiding in the Undercity, we heard word of the Eye and their movements. And our newest acolyte here, Acolyte Gorgonzola. Not necessarily is, an acolyte. Has, has had dealings with Haven't them Haven't even the read the book yet. And we, uh, I thought it would be good for you all to meet her, um, especially since we, after that hat encounter, faced a strange uh, robot of sorts, some sort of metal man in the necropolis. Uh, I'm not sure what it has to do with everything, but everything feels like it's linked to the government and, and whatever they're doing with this this housing initiative. And, oh, so he punches a wall. <laughs> he, by the way, he's the only one standing right now. Everyone else is sitting on cushions on the ground. He's angrily pacing in this tiny room. Don't punch walls, Bailey. Harley's going to be mad. Yeah. Uh, he looks at the, the cracked wood. Hmm. You know what? Uh, she doesn't come in my room often. She doesn't. She'd prefer not to, I think. So she may not know for a very long time. I'll fix it. So quick question. Um, anyone else here having sacred visions from Mistra or what? Everyone immediately is like, boom. Like <laughs> eyes open. <laughs> jaw drops. Um, you see the muttering man who has been muttering this entire time looks up from his book and is like, are you serious? <laughs> oh, so I'm actually an acolyte. Everyone is fully floored. Smite nods. That's why I was calling you an acolyte, because you've had experiences. And you know who she is without me having to tell you. Which I obviously had to teach these incredibly powerful, but still, uh, you know, inexperienced people. Wow, so you guys started following Mistra without ever having contact with her? What what called you to her? Well, uh, um, he looks to Crystal. Well, because I have powers and I don't know how to use them really. And also, um, 
I have no formal training. Mm-hmm. I kind of started seeking out people who could maybe help me. Oh. Um, and and Smite really helped me one day when I was being bullied by some by some students. He um, oh. absolutely beat their asses. Awesome. And, um, um, yeah, it was really, really cool. And so I really thought... I, you know, he's a really cool guy. I smile at Smite. <laughs> Smite <laughs> pretends to, is like just looking off, really trying not to <laughs> take the credit. Um, and um, so, you know, he helped me out and he told me that there, you know, the magic is, is linked to uh, the weave, which I hadn't heard of. And then um, that the weave was created by Mistra, who I hadn't heard of. And so I wanted to learn more. And that's how I kind of got roped in. Uh, and Kittle um, nods. I had been getting into some experiments that drew the ire of some of the important folks, and Smite managed to cover it all up for me. So uh, I, uh, yes, I, you know, I, I, I trust that he knows uh, Mishra and has that connection, you know, um, between Gerald. Him. Gerald um, is just like <laughs> eyes rolled back, looking at this tome, like, <laughs> and and Smite goes, <laughs> "It's more of a security measure." With Gerald, I worry that there's something going on, um, and it seems like the best way to keep tabs is to make him a member of the gang. Smart. Yeah, so, um, each had their own kind of experience with magic, and I'm, you know, I'm just trying to provide a a safe space for everyone to be able to cast and learn. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, so she's the only one who's out of vision. Everyone's just like, oh my god, what's she like? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's the thing. It's kind of bad news about that part is that I really haven't managed to, like, talk to her, per se, because she is... Disappointed um, faces immediately. All all right. Well, I still had cool vision, so (laughs) don't be so judgy. Judgy. Um, I think that Mistra needs help. Uh, Kind of weird for God to need help, I know. Yeah, I mean, legend says that uh, she, well... And she, like, nods to Smite, and all as one, they go, She fell, so we may rise. So, um, she, it sounded like she died. So I thought it would make sense that she needs help. Yeah. No, I'm not sure if she died. Well, maybe she died. I don't know how being a god works. But it seems like more like she's, like, a statue. She's, like, frozen in time. Huh. In a fountain. Smite? In a temple somewhere. (laughs) In space. Um, right. Okay. So we're kind of getting into the thick of it. I'm Alrighty. getting ahead of myself here, but she's in space. <laughs> okay. Okay. Everyone relax. I went to space too. Okay. Okay. Still, it's like, ah, <laughs> ah. His green eyes bright against his body. Doing pipes. charades. Just, ah, flapping it out. Right. This is still in. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, still in rest of. I'll make sure he's a cuter animal for next time so you guys can pet him. Oh, I think he's pretty cute. And uh, still and hops down and pecks immediately into the head. Oh, oh. Yeah, uh-huh. pretty cute for someone who doesn't know what glasses. <laughs> just still and whips his head around. <laughs> You've never seen still and angry. Just <laughs> hops off of um, Crystalix and goes to look out the window. Right. Well, you know, let's. Let's quickly recap, uh, and then there's one last thing that I really called this meeting for. So, uh, did anyone else have any interactions in the past few days? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and 
you see um, Kittle goes, well, uh, I spent a lot of time tinkering in my dorm this week before classes start uh, with the goddess blessing, um, and I managed to master, and she raises a, a hand, um, and you see she's got, like, this kind of mechanism on her, um, like, a, it's almost like a metal glove, that, like, exoskeleton. She Ooh. points it and goes, and you see a firebolt shoots out and blasts against the wall like a, a poster catches flame. Um, I know I just met you, but you're so much like your father. <laughs> oh, I I don't know. I don't know. It, uh, we're not too similar, I don't think. She, she clicks and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> um, and you see Smite like leaps over the group and is like pats out the flaming poster and turns back and he's like, absolutely fucking sick. Great work. Chris, everyone, everyone applauses. Uh, Acolyte Crystalix, anything from you? Looks around sheepishly. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I saw a guy who was trying to steal an old lady's purse. Uh, so I used my, my Ray of Frost cantrip on him. And um, my aim was a little off, so I kind of hit the bag he was trying to steal. And it kind of got stuck to her and him. And then the guards arrested them both. I ran, so I'm fine. But I may have messed up. She's uh, it's like <laughs> head in his hands, like, oh man, where was this? She's like, oh, fourteenth oh, oh, and Bullion Boulevard. Fourteenth. That's the middle of the gold mine district. That's literally. I could never help those. I could. That person's gone. I can't help that old lady or that mugger. Why did? It's fine, you know. Practice. I look at her. <laughs> I'm like, girlfriend, you did your best. Boy. I thought I was doing a good thing. You you tried, and that's what matters. Yes, that, you know what? Gorgonzola is right. What matters is that you tried, and the the goddess would see that, so. And hey, maybe when that woman gets out of prison, she'll get the contents of her purse back. Yeah, they often will, you know, they put it in kind of the. Oh, like a locker, Exactly, yeah. and they'll give it to you once you're out, so. So, like, roundabout. You did. You did help. Yeah, so you know what? Great job, Acolyte Crystalix. Yeah, everyone gives another <laughs> round of applause. Um, Gerald, anything from you? Uh, <laughs> Gerald looks up. <laughs> Interesting. Thank you for participating once again, Gerald. I try and look at the, I look over his shoulder at the book he has. Give me Arcana or Insight. <laughs> okay. Definitely Arcana. <laughs> I don't know who you think I am. <laughs> Not 20. Oh, my Holy God. Holy shit. Keegan. 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 Guys. <laughs> that was a really good roll. This, okay, not 20 on an Arcana check. Oh, my <laughs> I'm goodness. about to fucking crack the nut that is Gerald. <laughs> Gerald's whole life story rolls out in front of you. Um, this is clearly a, like, arcane grimoire. Just, like, again, obviously, you'd have to sit down and read this, even with a nat 20. But it is clearly written in some sort of text that um you would clock with a nat 20 as infernal um it's a a very old worn book that seems to like emanate um some sort of energy you're not quite (laughs) sure the nature of it yes um and you can tell that most likely gerald is some sort of warlock pact of the tomes like he he has made a connection with this book and it has turned him into the man he is today if he did not have this book, it's very likely he would not be the gibbering, strange, elderly man sitting before you. <laughs> it seems to you that maybe he is partially possessed or driven with madness due to whatever this book has told him. 
I... So what's the deal with this infernal grimoire? He Smite puts an arm around you and pulls you away a little bit. Every time we try and take it, he absolutely freaks. And he hasn't done anything. And I feel like the best thing we could do is just keep an eye on him. So right. honestly, <laughs> just don't touch it and we'll probably be okay. All right. Okay? Okay. Okay. I might, I might keep tabs on this situation as well. I absolutely think that that is a good idea. <laughs> that is what the order is here for. And that is what we will be doing. Um, okay. So um, <laughs> lastly, thank you everyone for your contribution. Thank you, Acolyte Gerald. Thank everyone you, Acolyte Gerald. All right. So final piece of business. Present the stinky shard. He points to you. Uh, okay. Uh, everyone back your cushions up. Everyone starts scooting. <laughs> oh, okay, hold on. Oh, all right, all right, I'm ready. <laughs> um, all right, I put the shard down in the uh, middle of the um, room. And uh, I'm like looking at Lance Scorcher and I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I should have so many conversations around this shard. <laughs> Uh, are you saying that to him? Yeah. Are you worried about what a is little bit. inside? Well, that is actually, I mean, that's why I wanted us to talk about it, if I'm being honest. All right. So Everyone's seen it? Yes. Give me, what's your passive investigation, by the way? Twelve. Twelve. Uh, so, as you're kind of looking at it, you notice two things. One, the shard still glitters a spectrum of color. But green is a little bit more dominant now. Mm -hmm. No longer is it that kind of chaotic blend. It's got like a sickly chartreuse kind of infection spreading throughout the entire gradient. Uh, and the next thing that you notice is that it's moving differently. Almost, it almost looks like it's uncomfortable. Mm. It's like a like a rolling of the shoulders kind of shift rather than like a shake it out kind of shift. So, as you can see, my rock is sick. Oh, holy, pardon my language, but holy shit, that is crazy. What the fuck is it? <laughs> um, I, I make sure that everyone in the circle has seen it, and then I walk back across the hallway, <laughs> stow the shard in my uh, nightstand, mm -hmm. lock my room up, and Got then it. come back and go... It's kind of a long story, but the first thing is that it has ears. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, from my understanding, by the way, thank you for taking it out of here. It smells so bad. It's just absolutely. Yeah, again, it just smells like straight up rock to me. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you think it's smelling worse lately? Yeah, god, yeah. It smells way worse. Smell, uh, if I'm being honest with you, if I didn't know you as well as I know you, I would assume that you're pranking me and shoving it in a latrine every day. Oh. To, deeper and deeper. I've been doing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> um, you, uh, Kittle um, looks up at you. Uh, it seems to be very, very powerful. It, just just on a first read, Um, have you, uh, what can it do? Is it, uh, is it a power source? Could it be used as one? Yes. Uh, don't get too excited because... Uh, the possibilities are truly endless <laughs> with something like this. Um, yeah, long story short, uh, I had a friend. My friend stole this uh, shard. It used to look different. It used to be kind of more like rainbow and like really like uh, hmm. kind of crazy and like uh, chaotic. And um, it, kind of, it kind of does something every day. And then, well, it absorbed um, a, 
a lodestone, right? Or it, no, it absorbed a ionic stone. Yeah, uh, yes, it stored in um, the ion stone of reserve. The ion stone, stone of reserve, reserve um, and obviously the green crystal. Yes, yes. yes. So it, th- then it absorbed a ion stone of reserve, and so I've got I've got some spell slots stocked in there. And then it also absorbed um, a gem that has like s- seemingly maybe one of my ancestors, kind of like a malevolent presence who really wants me to free him from the gem. And I'm mm. like, generally when people are like, free me from a gem, I'm like, no way sister right but right. he's kind of making my gem sick hmm that that could be problematic um also it, i had to kill someone over this gem everyone <laughs> uncomfortably looks at each other yeah they haven't done any killing yet i may Smite have oversold was their experience in terms of how much they've done um yes you, oh, you guys haven't there. killed yet wild eyes. <laughs> wild eyes you've grown up so much in just the two weeks on your adventure you're you emphatically look at them that you haven't killed yet all of them very much show the eyes of someone who has not gerald you can't really tell um but smite I think Gerald might have killed Smite. I, you know what? It wouldn't shock me, and we're just going to do our best to avoid any other future infraction <laughs> he can possibly perpetuate. Okay, so the reason why I wanted to bring this up is that it seems like it's becoming a problem. Um, and if you think that it's getting worse... Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. We need to figure out some sort of solution. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'd be down to destroy it. But I don't know if you're okay with that. Um, I mean, not really, because there's you said your there's an innocent in there, right? I mean, we would be killing a dictator and then also killing um a goblin who just um ran away from uh, something terrible. I don't know what, but something terrible. Wow, that's this is really an ethical conundrum. It's kill quite a, a quagmire. Kill a fascist, uh, but you have to also kill an innocent it's person. It's kind of have you seen that guys? Uh, that you guys seen that meme with the train and the lever? And yeah, it's the like, rail, the rail problem. Yeah, where they you, put, you subway train. Switch the subway train to not run over the dictator, uh, but also not run over the innocent person. person so. But then you put everyone else in danger. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a quagmire. It's, yeah. Well, uh, Kittle, let me ask you. You know, you, you seem to know maybe a little something about power sources. Have you ever heard of um, a source that devours other sources? Um, Like an all-consuming? It's almost like it's like a magnet or something. Like. I'm going to roll an arcana check for her. Oh. <laughs> oh. Mm. Um, you know... Uh, well, I probably would have to study it for a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah. But I'll say, just from what I gleaned, it did seem, one, to be magic in origin, um, and certainly containing a vast amount of possibility. Now, in my readings, I haven't read anything about something like this, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but it looks, if what it looks like is what it is, I would assume that it in and of itself is a form of magic or something there's some sort of you know if if you're saying it's consuming magic then it could be just a an item that consumes magic that's you know you could definitely enchant something to do but that. it creates magic too by itself sometimes right. in really inconvenient moments and i can't control what it does either like the first time i ever saw it uh work it just sent my friends um bag to the moon it sent your friends back to the moon. Yep, just a little satchel. Yeah, just flew straight into the sky. Huh. It's not not even really a useful magical thing to happen. Kittle fully just like sits <laughs> for a second. Huh, that honestly, I it, don't really know the what would. Huh. It made me fly once. 
I mean, it's it's come in handy. I'm not going to lie. But the fact that, um, well, the dictator who's inside of it, right. uh, I keep hearing him also in my dreams. Uh, so I'm like, is he somehow connected to Mistra? Or is it just that I have crazy dreams and everyone reaches out to me then? Uh, well, I can at least say from what I've understood about this individual in the gem is I don't think that he's connected to Mistra, at least not how I am in my, in yeah. my oath and they are. He Definitely not in group. a good way, but yeah. like maybe, maybe in a bad way. I yeah. Mean. Well, I mean, he's, as we, he's probably a mage of some sort, so he definitely yeah. is in touch with the, the weave and yeah. understanding magic at its source. So he would maybe know more about Mistra maybe oh, in his studies. Interesting. Depending, uh, you, and you haven't said necessarily the timeline for when Limburg has been trapped, but essentially, yeah. like, Zola would understand that probably wasn't, like, this isn't an ancient archmage who's, like, was alive during Mistress' time, but yeah. he would probably know as much as any sort of high-talented mage would. Like, right. how when you talk to Marfin, Marfin was like, yes, I've heard of Mistra. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, that, you would assume that kind of aspect from it. So, I mean, I'm... I just kind of got this back, but I am good at I am good at talking to him. I could I could ask him about Mistra, but yeah, the the shard is becoming a problem. But I don't know if just you know throwing it into a volcano of fire is really going to solve the problem for me. Right. Well, okay. So plan B, I hit it with my sword and we destroy it. Plan A, what do we think we should do? Because there's a lot going on in the city right now. As, as you've seen, there's clearly something going on. And mm -hmm. we have less than 48 hours until the emperor does his announcement at the Glory Pits competition. So, I, mm. you know, like, we're trying to prepare for that. And there's already this happening. And Wait, I, he's making an announcement? Yeah. Um, and you remember, you remember from the newspaper, um, there's some sort of grand, uh, like, uh. announcement going on at the Glory Pits competition, the championship that's starting on Friday right. for the Charcuterie Festival. He's, like, announcing it to begin the festival itself. Yeah. You know, if you think that you can handle this, I would ask that you do it as quickly as you can. Because I worry that having this available in this time, it, 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 something could go wrong, that, that the authorities find out about it, and and everything you've told me and the person inside it, it just seems like it's a recipe for disaster. Yes, but... What are our options? I mean, do we know anyone who... I guess I know a mage. I could ask if if he's ever separated something before. Like, I wonder if... I wonder if the shard swallowing those other magical items changed its, like, molecular weave composition, or if everything is inside of it and we could manage to separate it all again. Right, yeah. I mean, what is the the true nature of that absorption. Yeah. Uh, and Kittle, Kittle nods. Yeah, I mean, it seems, based on what you're describing, y you said that you have access to, like, the 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 vault that, like, lets you store spells in it yeah. because it swallowed the Iron Stone. Yeah, so, it's still functioning in that way. So it could, it could be the latter. It could be that it's just getting altered, that it's changing itself, and it's not like a pocket dimension that you can yeah. pull something out of. But again, I don't think that I'm going to be honest, even in my studies, I don't think I would know unless we just acted on it, unless we made a choice. And Crystal X is nodding the whole time. I'm not really well learned in any of this, but it does sound like um, it's 
uh, a bad idea to break it right now because we don't know what would happen. And uh, we'd probably release. Yeah, it seems like we, would, yeah. we might release. Even if it worked, maybe it would work and be bad. Right. But also... I'm with uh, you, sister. Right. Preach. Right. And uh, I think that also um, it it isn't necessarily a good idea to have it in the city. Oh. Uh, and like looks down, feels bad about saying that, but is... No, um, you're right. I hate having it in my pocket. In fact, I just had to spend like a full day in a graveyard yeah, trying to get it back it and killed fun. someone I really didn't want to kill. So It was brutal. Let me tell you guys, it was <laughs> insane. You should have seen her with a blade. It was... Watch Smite really came through. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was nothing. I well, had a moment. Listen, do, hey, do you guys have any kind of uh, like... Is there any kind of like a... Uh, mentor mentee thing for when you when you enter the arcanist gang oh uh, well i think we're all kind of i think it, smite is our mentor and we're the mentees or the manatees or the yeah. i think i want gerald to be my mentor gerald can i be your mentee <sighs> uh smite looks between the two of you i uh you know i suppose this could be a good thing to have someone watch over gerald so gerald do you feel up for this and gerald's like eh. yes i think that I, I could be able to do it yes excellent perfect nice gerald and you. i will look into it <laughs> nice to meet you <laughs> raises the book again i i don't know i just have this feeling in my heart that gerald might have some secret wealth of knowledge inside of him to help us come to a decision look if you could crack that guy's code i don't <laughs> just fucking go for it man i don't know all right guys i promise that by the first day of the shark by friday i'm gonna have a plan for what we do about this okay smelly rock thank you thank you acolyte gorgonzola um, they all put a hand me. over their heart and nod to you. All right. Maybe well. I should be the boss. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't see it, but obviously his mask is facing you. And you can feel his gaze burning through it at you. Right. Well, let us. Let's end today's meeting. Um, I know multiple meetings this week is unorthodox, but I think given this weekend and the charcuterie festival, it is necessary. So, um, would love. Uh, if you guys would all accept my invitation to come to the glory pits with me, we're going to pregame here and then, you know, kind of. Oh, so it's cool to meet here if we're going to the glory pits after. Well, yeah, we're going to be all in plain clothes and, you know, not. I'm razzing you. <laughs> God, it's so hard to read her. Uh... Um, hey, real quick. Um, if you guys see uh, this weekend um, a guy, I stand up. He's about yay high. I go to, like, <laughs> the, like, middle of my, like, chest. <laughs> Um, he's got, like, a big mustache. Um, he talks like this. Still impacts your ring of disguise. Oh! <laughs> I, tra ah. I transform into my father, Johnny Parma. Oh, wow, cool trick! Uh, I talk like this. I am the father of a Gorgonzola. Oh, oh, seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, so anyway, I haven't seen my dad. He's kind of a pain in the ass, but I should probably check back in with him. Yeah, I could keep an eye out. Yeah, right. I mean, if he's, if, you know, I'll be... I'll be running around for supplies before semester starts. Maybe I'll see him. So. If you guys see him, tell Zebediah, and then Zebediah can text me. Right. Good contact <laughs> to have is definitely Zebediah, or Zebediah, for sure. Um, he should get in on this. <laughs> this is a podcasting opportunity. Uh, he could be podcasting all of our secret meetings. 
Okay, well, um, listen, I, I've got some, some prep to do, but let's all try and meet here before the festival, um, this weekend. When is the Glory Pits? It's, uh, 8 p.m. sharp. On Friday. Aurelian Standard Time, yes, on Friday, yes. Um, so, yeah, we'll all meet here, we'll travel over on the Honor Line, and we can go check out, uh, any of you guys competing, looks at the group, um, and Acolyte Chris looks is like, Oh, God, no. I would die in, like, a second. I'm so <laughs> weak. I mechanically probably have, like, six hit points. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't know, guys. You think we could, like, use the money or something? Um, I definitely could. Kittle's like, I, uh, my semester's starting Monday. I'm going to try and survive the weekend. I'll give you guys some potions, though, if you need, if you end up joining. Uh, that's what the best I can offer you. Smite's like, yeah, I mean, I would, I'd want to keep a low profile, but if, if you know, if getting in to the competition gives us the best vantage point to taking out the government, I'm there. Yeah, I don't know if there's any really opportunity to take out the government. Yeah, <laughs> I was I'm just seeing thinking maybe we could win some prize cash. We but... could enter, get in, get close, and kill him in front of everybody. That we would might be, be epic. We might be jumping over a couple bullet points. All right, I'll, I'll workshop it. I'll right, workshop we'll it. We'll spectate this one. We'll spectate we'll, this one. Yeah, this will be a watching one. We'll, you know, we'll gather info and then we'll try and see what everything's going on. All right. I've all heard right. there's been some crazy matches on the Patreon, though. Yes, I've whatever the, that Patreon is, that the elite um, tier of Zebedias Patreon. <laughs> Join Zebedias Patreon and you'll get access to all of his pods about the glory pits. Uh, yeah. He's great. Loves Evadiah. Definitely a long-term well, character. Well, everyone knows him. He's the most best beefcakes in the city. Beef patties. <laughs> he's Fuck. A beefcake. He's a beefcake he's who a sells beef, beef patties. He's a beefcake with the beef patties. <laughs> <laughs> Shady says All right, everybody. Hands in. Everyone put some hands in. Oh, I almost forgot. Pulls his hand out. You, you actually had an idea. Um, where we could pull a little scam on the government. Oh yeah, quick scam, guys! <laughs> quick scam. Everyone's are getting their stuff to go. Oh, oh, oh. oh, so just real quick, we were just thinking that maybe we could, uh, like one of us could, maybe I could uh, transform into Land Scorch and let myself get like taken into prison, and then we break him out, and then we, you know, we wind up getting the wind up getting the cash because we turn him in or turn me in. Holy shit, and that's I'll, a good idea. You can either break me out or I could just like untransform and be like, he tricked you, yeah, <laughs> you I buffoons. Mean, that tracks. I think that they would probably be dumb enough. And I mean, I see. I'm, I'm in whenever you guys want to do it. Maybe after the charcuterie festival. Yeah, we'll wait. Let's do a little recon and then we'll see And you see know what? Probably works. like when that happens, the cells will be really full. So there'll be like a lot for them to look because I'm sure there'll be drunks and stuff out right. this weekend. Like we'll, ca- we'll catch them when their hands are full. Mm. That's the way to do it. All right. Well, hands in, everybody. Um, hands go in. I shyly put my hand in. <laughs> put your hand in. It's the first time anyone's ever asked me to put my hand into like a group circle. Oh, my God. <laughs> Anytime you've been in a group thing, it's like last one picked or you're the referee. <laughs> or, like when you were Giorno Brina and you always played the bad guy. Um, you put your hand in feeling like maybe you're belonging to something. Um, and they all throw their hands up. She, she fell, fell so, so we, we may rise. rise. After everyone says that, uh, Smite opens his door and everyone begins to rise and file out. Smite turns to you. Great job today. Thank you for being down for showing it and stuff. Great meeting. Excellent snacks. Really comfortable. Yes, thank you for doing that. I, you know, (laughs) didn't think that through. For me, I'm a walker. You know, I got to move when I do stuff. Not everyone has 
the body that you do. Some right. people operate from their minds, and it helps them to have a little cushion and to have the fuel in their bodies. And hey, listen, man, I think that you might feel a lot less stressed if you got a couple Z's every now and then. Yes, you, you listen, I understand your logic here, but if I put in a bed, then I lose all of this space for my plants. Does he know you threw out the mattress? You know, there's a lot of things that... Because we I could saw mine in half. When I already I, put a deposit down. You're absolutely massive. You can't sacrifice <laughs> half your bed. That I'll would curl be, up. Don't torture yourself. Put my head on Stilton. Look... <laughs> I have been, he takes off his mask, look, the bag's <laughs> under his eyes. I've been doing this for a long time. I'm okay. Maybe I'll ask B about maybe a new mattress and tell her something happened to the old one. Uh, you know, but she's she's aware of the situation. Uh, I wouldn't worry about her needing to know about the bed. So, All right. Yes. Thank you for your concern. Um, I'll see you Friday. See you then. Excellent. Hands up for a high five. Are we doing this? I don't really know how we end things in these days. Yeah, sure. I'll give you a high five. The two of you high five. Um, he closes the door and you immediately hear him um, pinning things to the wall again. <laughs> well, I swore those, was, those weren't there before. Uh, like, this doesn't look right, but yet there's a, something completely new being revealed through these. Um, uh, you head back into your room, unless there's something you want to do before bedtime. Nope. Okay. So, yes, you head to bed um you get into your room getting all your stuff ready you get you know you take off your armor is there anything you want to do before bed like store spells or uh i mean i don't know if i think you do have spells because you rested but um if there's any sort of thing you would want to do yeah i have one free uh slot in the ion stone right that is correct you, there's already a level two invisibility in there so you and it technically can store up to three slots so one level one spell will fit or cantrip, Question. but I mean a cantrip is, you know. Can I, I know my misty step is like a once a day use. Can I store a misty step? Um, No. No, because it's from a feet. Because it's from a feet. And also, because it may, I would maybe allow it if that's, that level two slot was open. But because it's you already have two filled, there's only the level one left. Uh, I chug a thunder wave in there. Okay. Um, You take the shard out and you put it in your palm. You, again, look at it. It's kind of like like a baby bird in your hands kind of uncomfortably wriggling and you close your eyes and you focus in and you feel your magic flow through and the stone flashes and you feel as though you successfully put a spell into it okay uh um, looking down at it and knowing it has a spell in it uh do i see any um like difference when i do that and what it looks like uh give me an arcana check 17. 17. As you imbue it with a spell, you see it kind of flares a little. As I said, it flashed, but also the movement kind of does that. Like It, it almost looks like it used to, like that kind of more energetic movie. Yeah, like, um, but then after, once the light fades, it goes back into that more sickly-looking state. Mm. Um, and as you're kind of staring into it, um, you see the gradient like shifts to that chartreuse. Mm -hmm. um, you begin to hear a voice in your head. Gorgonzola. Limburger, I was just about to give you a ring before Been I fell quite asleep. Some time. Yeah, you were in someone else's pocket for a little bit. I was. You cheeky little minx. What can I say? Hopping I pockets. Get around. <laughs> I'm a bit loose. 
So, uh, learn anything fun? Have any fun conversations? I might have had a few. I might have shared some words with that interesting figure. You have become quite the warrior. It, it seems like nothing and no one stands in your way. You remind me a lot of your mother. She... She was quite powerful indeed. Your orcish blood is strong. Groomsh's legacy truly courses through your veins. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Listen, man. Are you are you eating up my shard on purpose? Is this are you playing like trying eating. to get me get out get out of here? Mm. I am. This is not my fault. Whatever you are seeing, whatever you, are, this is just what's happening. Because if he's lying. Yeah, give me an inside check. It's a nat one. Hell yeah, Keegan. <laughs> is that? <laughs> I've reached the bottom of the keg. <laughs> Finally, the bottom of the keg is here, and it is foaming. All foam. <laughs> well, listen. Free me, and you have a wizard's promise that you will be rewarded greatly. I will tell you anything you would like to know. If you allow me to return to this realm. Um, as you're looking into it, it's kind of like it's drawing you in now. This is a new sensation. The voice does not seem as far away. Something is different. Uh, and as you're looking, you see kind of your vision flashes. You see yourself acing every test. The answer's <gasps> practically whispered in your ear. You're a star at the university, casting fireball and counterspell while swinging your blade. You blink, and you're standing before the golden throne of the emperor, his head still bleeding on the ground beside you. You blink again and you're standing amongst the hills of Padawick. You turn and see silhouettes on the horizon. Orcish silhouettes. One resembling the one you saw of your mother. You can't keep me in here forever, Gorgonzola. I feel it. I've spent years in my prison. And for the first time, I sense the bars rusting. I see light through the cracks. You don't know me very well if you think that I want someone to do my work for me. You say that, there's no response. And it's at that moment you kind of feel like you, you're not so drawn into it anymore. You're, you're able to kind of blink and look away. By the way, you stink. <laughs> no, you smell like shit. No response, but you know that psychic damage was dealt. Everyone notices. <laughs> Everyone notices and talks about it. Ha! Pecks the shard. <laughs> um, you are I stick him deep in the bag. You shove him deep in the bag of holding. Get in the bag. As you head to bed, um, we're going to do two things. One, we're going to roll the d20 for the shard. Um, so let's do that first. Okay. Keegan, baby. You're playing with my heart. Keegan. It's a nat 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> Keegan, 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 Keegan. <sighs> okay. Um, saucy little dice minx. Okay. Well, this is um, a funny... Um, so the rules are 1 through 10, it activates. Right. 11 through 20, nothing happens. Fun nat 20 to roll. Fun nat 20 to roll. <laughs> But in my head, if you actually ever did roll a nat 20, then it would be dealer's choice. Um, so pick a number of 1 through 10,000. Holy shit. All right. 
8,467. Can y'all believe Noah has a fucking table of 10,000? It's so big. And my computer, every time it opens, it goes, no! (laughs) (laughs) So much. I beg of you, sir. Please, that's far too much data. I couldn't possibly. As you go to press the shard down into the bag, um, it kind of like hovers in space. Uh, like you're trying to push it, it's like pushing against you. Um, Get in there, you stupid thing. You, you let it go for a sec to kind of be like, just fall. And it pins itself in space. Um, oh. You now see that the shard kind of will just float or pin itself into space. It's like an immovable bar. Like an immovable rod <laughs> of sorts. Um, so, um, but you do like, you notice that and then it allows you to kind of push it into the bag. Oh, interesting. Um, now, Wait, I try and put it up in the air and do a pull-up on it. You, uh, give me an athletics check. Do I have advantage? Because I'm no, so you good have at pull-ups. No... <laughs> yeah, fine, you get advantage. <laughs> yes! Pull-ups are for your thing. You, you know, they're, you know you all know of my, I'm so swole. You absolutely couldn't, roll bad. Oh my god, it's a fucking not 20. Oh my god! And I'm plus 8. Okay, so a 28. Yeah, you pin the shard in space and are like, whoa. And then you grab it with your other hand. Are you doing pull-ups in there? Fuck Shard's doing weird shit. (laughs) Gotta get those gains, Zola. Gotta get those gains. No pain, no gain. No pain, no gain. Disturbing the other tenants. (laughs) Please, quiet down. I have a full shift tomorrow. Um, So that happens. Um, Um, eventually you tire out sweaty, still in, Yeah, um, like an hour from now. Yeah, like, it's like 1am now. <laughs> you pull up for ah. hours. Ah. You shove the shard back in the yeah, bag. I hit a quick protein smoothie. Yeah, you, um, <laughs> Barley, uh, drops off a protein smoothie for you as you're working out. Um, and you eventually head to bed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. Right, all normal stuff happens. Just normal stuff. Just for normal stuff. Every night, personally, when I go to bed, I roll wisdom <laughs> That's what that's what dreams are for, baby. <laughs> I'm rolling so I don't have nightmares. Eighteen. Eighteen plus zero. Okay. You head to bed, and that is where we'll end our session today. Oh, Ooh, baby, baby, I like a cliffhanger. <laughs> don't try and gem me. Don't, <laughs> don't you, you try don't and gem me. Don't you try and gem me. Who says that was from the gem? Stop rolling. Who says I'm um, rolling? Um, that's 10 nat 20s. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, my God. No, I'm going to be honest with you. Every time I've rolled, it's been three through 10 for those passing five. <laughs> so Keegan didn't give us a load of oh dice, just gave goodness. us beautiful, gifted, sharp dagger dice, which I love so fucking much. I love them so much. I will, if any man, I'm, instead of, I'm going to put one of these on my keychain to hold if it between my man. knuckles. If any fucking dragonborn man on the subway asks me where I live. Hey, are you going to the drunken drink? Oh, fuck. D6. <laughs> D4 to the throat. D4 to the throat. We love them. Oh we love my them God. very much. Seriously, and I'm I can't express enough how honored and my heart warmed by the fact that someone sent us gifts. So yeah, thank you, you so much. If you Keegan. want to hear us wax more poetic, you can head on over yeah. to the Patreon <laughs> for the afterlife. The Patreon, baby. We'll be talking all about these dice and how lethal they are in every way. Oh my goodness. Um, twenty on twenty on twenty. Twenty on twenty and good twenties to get too. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, of course, to our Eldritch patrons. If you would like to support us and hear us pile praises upon your name at the end of the episode, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash try not to die pot. Uh, last minute announcements. 
Once again, advertisement, your ad here, what you want to say. Oh my God, I love like, a podcast. I love to listen yeah. to, or I love to go to your business. I love to buy your products. Yes, that's it's my favorite a thing. sample of one of the things I'll say. Yes, and guess what? I will do them too. We'll buy a thing and we'll, we'll be <laughs> we'll like authentically enjoying it. <laughs> um, and so I guess today, you know, you know, no, we don't have anything specific to plug. So I will plug the maker of our dice, Keegan. Um, Podcast. Yes. Has podcast. This is how we roll, right? This is how we roll. We um, so um, check out Keegan. Check out This Is How We Roll podcast. I know myself will be checking out now that I, um, one, know of it, and two, have gotten these incredible dice. Yeah, and you're going on vacay, baby, so you got, oh, time, got time, for, time. time to check out a pod. I got time. I'm going to cram through the whole fucking season you got. So thank you for your content in the future. Anything else, Lisa? Yeah, follow us on all the things at Try Not To Die Pod. Um, we post this on our Instagram, but thank you for 7,000 streams. Yes. Thank you. Oh my goodness. So exciting. We can't wait to get to 10,000. We're going to throw an absolute danger when we do. It's going to be great. Um, And also, um, thanks for uh, coming back after a little hiatus. Yeah. We missed you guys. We missed you. It was, it you know, occasionally, unfortunately, life gets in the way. And like in Jurassic Park, life finds a way finds to a get way. in the fucking way. Um, so thank you for rejoining us. We're really excited for the rest of the season. Some really, really fun Very stuff. Very exciting things happening. Yeah. Maybe an episode. We'll yeah, see. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. So uh, until next time, enjoy everything. Thank you for having us. We love you. And try not to die. All hail our eldritch patrons! Especially Anita, Becca B, Becca M, Colleen, Eclair, Emily, Jacob, James, Kate, Lucy, May, Nicole, Paige, Patrick, and of course, our producer daddy, Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Try not to die. Thank you.